0: Thanks for joining us at Faith Bible Chapel. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and brings you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service, find a small group, or simply find out more about the church, stop by our website at www.faith.church. Guys, this would be a terrible time for Jesus to return. I can tell that you're under the influence of the 24-hour news cycle. Because you believe what they say. Friends, now is our opportunity. Unlike any time in history, the gospel is advancing to the corners of the earth. Through every neighborhood, through every village and every nation, the gospel is advancing. And our partnership with God in his mission on the planet is working. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about what God's done specifically through you Because of your giving, because of your prayers, because of going, and our ministry partners, some of which are here in the room, and we're going to celebrate that fruitfulness, but I want to remind you that it's not about the numbers, but it is about the numbers, because what you measure grows. You following me? What we measure grows, and that's why it's important for us to actually look at what happened. So I spent the, the last number of weeks collecting data from our missionaries and pulling it all together. And these, the numbers I'm going to show you, I want you to remember, yes, they're exciting, but it's always about the people. It's always about the individual people that are being reached, like Helen, who was reached in northern India through Tel Asia's ministry. I actually got to meet her because this grandma came to know Jesus, her entire family, in a very difficult region in northern India chose to follow Christ and became a local church there, which is still going today. Yeah, feel free. Let it rip, guys. Let's get excited about that. So it's always about the people, but we look at the numbers to be encouraged and to give honor and glory to Jesus, the King of Kings. So let's look at this. Through faith... How many pastors and teachers have been trained? We've seen 8,465 pastors and teachers of the Bible trained and equipped so far this year. Isn't that amazing? For church planting, we've seen 2,676 churches established. And this one gets me really excited and fired up because when a church community starts to take root in an area, a a little community of influence begins to form where people can meet Jesus and people can come together, be encouraged and go be a light in their community. Isn't that why we gather together to glorify and exalt God together, but also to be encouraged so that when we go out there, we can shine brighter, right? That's why I love the church planting movement. Schools started, which are primarily Bible schools, 426, let's see if that'll work, 426 schools have been started. People who clearly heard the gospel. This isn't like they maybe saw a track. This is they heard a direct presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Check this out. Almost half a million people, friends. Isn't that incredible? Jesus is doing amazing things. Now, the curious thing is, let's see how many of these chose to follow Christ. Let's check this out. Having a little bit of technical difficulty here. But wait, I tricked you. It's actually... A bit more. You go ahead and take it, Jenny. (laughs) Guys, nearly 200,000 people made the decision to follow Christ, which I don't know about you, but it was the best decision I ever made to choose to give my life to Jesus. I remember I was 17 and I was like, all right, fine. I will follow you wherever you want to go. And my life has never been the same since then. I mean, I knew him since I was little, but follow him, that's a different story. And these ones are now becoming disciples. And again, these are conservative numbers. All the numbers I'm using during this talk are conservative because I don't want to be too fantastic or hyper-optimistic. I want to keep this in realism, but this is amazing, guys. So what about missions around the world? There is so much happening. I don't even know where to start. Let's just be honest. We are, we have 20 minutes left in this sermon. I can't touch everything that God's doing, but we're going to give it our best shot. Does that sound good? So hold on to your seat. The Bible. Friends, we are in an accelerated period right now where the Bible is being translated faster than ever before. We are, out of over 7,000 languages that the Bible needs to be translated into, We are getting so close to finishing the last one. But before we go to that, let me just tell you, before every single revival and reformation ever on our planet, every single one has been preceded by the distribution and engagement with the word of God. So when the word of God goes out, revival comes. A little personal side note, if you're ever lacking that personal revival, if you're feeling a little bit dead check your Bible engagement are you feeding on the word of God or are you going to the Instagram to feed you so when the Bible goes out revival happens we are so close to finishing the final language we will be starting it in 2025 guys Previous estimates placed this at 2150, we would be starting the last translation. Now, that final language is set to be started in 2025. Can we give God some glory for that? That is amazing. There's a movement that you can follow called End Bible Poverty Now. If you follow the hashtag, that's something Instagram is good for. You can actually see the unprecedented unity across organizations of people partnering to translate the Bible and to get it out into the hands of the people in a way that they can interact with. It is amazing. So even now with technology, we're able to bring the audio version of the book of Luke, get it translated into a language that it's never been in before in under two weeks. Is that astonishing or what? That's recorded, checked, published, and then they can put that over the Jesus film, which is essentially 90 minutes of the book of Luke. And boom, people who've never heard the gospel, never heard the hope of who Jesus is for them, get to see it and hear it in their own language for the first time. Isn't that amazing? Let's look at China. You guys ready to go somewhere else? Let's go to China. Every nine seconds... Someone in China gives their life to Jesus. Hold it. Let's count it out. Right there. Yes. Guys. We, we think that things are in this crate. And there's some bad stuff going on. But Jesus is aware. And Jesus is working. In 1940 the number of followers inside China was only 1.8 million people. Today, that number is 110 million followers of Jesus Christ inside of a closed nation. Let's look at Islam. There are 288 Muslim people who choose to follow Christ Every single hour of every day. Guys, there's a huge movement inside of Islam. Jesus is calling these friends of ours to follow him. And they are responding. And remember, I'm telling you guys this because I want to stir up inside of you a spirit of hope. When in this world, in our time, there's a spirit of despair, of a fatalism that says, well, there's nothing we can do. Everything is just going downhill. You guys know what I'm talking about? Let's not be people who buy into that. Let's be people who buy into what Jesus is up to and believe him for more. Some estimates put this, the number of Muslims that are coming to follow Jesus at 2 million per year. But in jihadist publications, they're actually stating it's more like 6 million people per year are leaving Islam to follow Jesus. And that, those are Islamic leaders who are saying that that is happening. Jesus is doing something amazing. We have never seen this before. One of our missionaries, Jeff Neely, sent me a message and he said... There are, or maybe it was in one of his newsletters, he said there are more, Muslim, more Muslims have come to follow Jesus in the past two decades than all of history before combined. Can I get an amen for that? <laughs> Jesus is liberating people. Everywhere the gospel goes, people are liberated and find hope for their hopeless situation. So I'm going to show you guys a, a video here in a minute and I want you to observe it's it shows the spread of the gospel through the nations and you'll see the count the counter on the side on the upper left hand corner is actually the years as they tick by okay so let's watch this and be encouraged I just want to stop us right here because we see here the 1040 window. You may be familiar with this. The majority of people have not heard live there. And I just want to stop. Let's make a declaration right now. Does that sound good? I want you guys to extend your hand out to our 1040 window, our brothers and sisters who are persecuted there and those that do not know him. Jesus, we declare Your will be done on earth, in the 1040 window as it is in heaven. Father, I pray that this year of 2020 would be a year of people's eyes being opened to the vision of who you are, Jesus. And we thank you that what is impossible for us is not impossible for you. So we trust you for an amazing outcome of fruitfulness of sons and daughters coming home to you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining me in that. Globally, we are seeing unprecedented growth. In 1970, the church, the, the, follower of, the group of the followers of believers, people who follow Jesus, I'm sorry, were 1.2 billion, and in 2014, that hit 2.6. That's more than double, guys, in 40 years. The global church is now two times larger than it was 40 years ago it's just astonishing and check this out on this map we see here the nations of the world and we see in blue are nations where the gospel is being accepted Christ is being followed faster at a percentage faster than the population growth that's almost the entire world guys the gospel is spreading faster than people are being born. In yellow, we see where it's equal. And in red is where we see where it is lagging behind population growth. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're launching a campaign to start reaching Japan. Because it's one of the most unreached people groups on the planet. Feel free to clap for that. We, it's a hard place, but we're believing God for those people. Because they deserve to know the living hope, Jesus. Another unpublished stat that is just astonishing is this one of, that we are crushing extreme poverty. In 2000, or excuse me, let's see here if it's going to come up. In 1990, the percentage of the population of the world that was living in extreme poverty, which is no access to clean water or sanitation, and also living on around a dollar a day was at 52%. Can you believe that? In 2014, we brought that number down globally as a missions force and in partnership with governments to 21%. In 2015, we hit 16%, and in 2019, this year, we saw that number drop to 10% globally, guys. (laughs) What's amazing is you can look at the the UN charts that show the, the um, world, I can't remember the name of the index. I'll have to pull it up for you guys another time. But it shows how nations have grown in the, in the index of human health. And most of the gains where we have crushed poverty the most have been in newly Christianized nations, guys. Where the gospel goes, things have actually improved. Isn't that amazing? It's like God actually cares about the health of little children and mothers who are birthing kids, and clean water, and access to food, and education, and all these things. God actually cares about that. And when the, where the gospel goes, Jesus wins. And Jesus is winning in the nations. Friends, it is so exciting what he's up to. So, of course, I'm an optimist, but um, there's always some bad news. So I'm gonna share a couple of things with you One is that 81% of Muslims and Hindus do not know a Christ follower. Can you believe that? Imagine living in Arvada and not knowing a single other person who knows Jesus. Let that sink in for a minute. Secondly, our missions force globally is dwindling. Since 2000 to 2015, we lost 13% of career missionaries on the field. That's a big problem. For the first time in a long time, we've fallen below 400,000 missionaries in the field. Not only that, in the United States, our our career missionaries from the U.S. has dropped by 32% since 2000. And U.S. missionaries are responsible for lots of big initiatives out there and partnerships and collaboration. This is a problem. And we need to do something about it. So what are we going to do? I don't know if you know why Faith Bible Chapel exists, but something Pastor Jason has been saying a lot is that we exist, that the lost may be saved and the saved may be equipped And that every person would experience the presence of God. That's why we're on the planet. To see people get a chance to meet the risen Christ. So we see here in Matthew chapter 28, it says, Now wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you, and never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. We are making his last command our first priority. So for my note takers, get ready. We are identifying three streams where we want to presence and position ourselves for impact. Number one comes from this scripture. And it says in 2 Timothy 2.2, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will be also be qualified to teach others. So number one, we equip pastors and teachers, especially pastors and teachers who have a heart to multiply. It's great if you can equip a pastor, but if you can equip a pastor or a teacher to train others to do the same and do that again and do that again, you multiply the impact. So that's where we're focusing in this year. Number two comes out of this scripture. And I tell you the truth when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. We serve with love. Friends, Jesus was the ultimate example of serving those who could not serve him. And we need to do the same. To serve those who cannot repay us is the greatest way we can imitate the love of Jesus Christ. And there are broken here in Arvada. There are broken, we are all broken and in need of encountering the love of Christ. This city needs us. The the nations need us to take our place in the kingdom of God. Do you guys believe that? I believe that with firm conviction that with us, partnered with God, we will see his kingdom established everywhere. The missiologists who are calculating all these things say that it is possible before this generation passes away that we will no longer be able to say that there's an unreached people group. Can you imagine that? Imagine that. Right now we say, well, the unreached people groups here and the unreached people groups there. Soon we, there will be a day when we won't be able to say that because they will have all been reached. They will all have access to the gospel. How exciting is that? And we can see that happen during our lifetime. Number, two, number three comes out of this scripture. Don't stop. Make his name famous. Tell everyone every day how wonderful he is. Give them the good news of our great Savior. And take, this, take the message of his glory and miracles to every nation. Tell them about all the amazing things he has done. So number three is we share the gospel. Unashamed, no holds barred, overt, Sharing of the gospel to every person, everywhere, no exceptions. Do you realize everyone has the right to hear the gospel? And gospel changes things. The message of Christ changes things. When we meet the risen Lord, our lives change forever. That happened to me. You may not rela- relate to a Saul who became Paul moment, but maybe you relate to a Peter who was loud kind of obnoxious, impulsive, a coward. See him post-resurrection, he's a different man. Preaching with conviction, seeing the hearts of men pierced with the truth. Amazing. And I love this in Acts 4.13, it says, when they were before the council, they said they, had, they saw that these men had been with Jesus and they were different. As powerful. So these are our three focuses coming into this next year. That we would equip, that we would serve, and that we would share. That we'd be driven by hope. The hope that doesn't speak like the world speaks, but speaks that all things are possible in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen on that? He is doing it, and we get to partner with him. And we are fueled by the love of Christ. Having received it, now we can give it. We are people of hope. We are people of hope. And I want you to remember that it's always about the life change that happens for an individual. I remember when I was down in Venezuela, I was 18 years old. And you know, when you go to a foreign country, you go to a market to get some souvenirs. And I remember I was in this booth, and it was hot. And I was haggling with this gentleman. And he was sweating. And I'm telling him I wanted to buy a wooden spear from him that he had carved. And... Uh, I'm telling him, I'll give you three bucks for it. He's like, no, I need four. I really need four. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it unless you give me three. He's like, I, I really need four. And I'm like, I don't want to get ripped off, you know. Let's, come on. So I'm like haggling, and then the wind blew a little bit, and I saw the back curtain of his booth open. And guys, you know what I saw back there? It was his home. A little tent with his two little kids on the floor. Eating some rice out of a dish in the dirt. And I thought to myself, what who am I? I'm like, take five. Take five. I'm so sorry for treating you like a commodity or just a vendor with no story. But that marked me forever to remember that in the preaching of the gospel. And the going out to help, it's never about us. It's not about Faith Bible Chapel. It's about Jesus being united with his kids. People who are lost and without hope can find hope in him. So it's always about the individual meeting Jesus. Remember, there are a lot of voices out there, but no voice is louder than scripture. So I'm gonna read a few scriptures over you, and I want you just to be encouraged and let hope rise in your heart. Matthew 16 says, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let this stir you. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That is completely, that's going to happen. And we say to Jesus, you were slaughtered and your blood was, has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. We have not seen that yet, but we, we will see it and we get to be a part of that family. We get to be a part of bringing lost ones home from every nation. And they shouted with a loud, with a passionate voice, salvation belongs to God, seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice. Jesus, fill us with hope, God. Cause us to be people who respond to you when you call. Now we're going to move on in a minute. Before we do, I want to speak this to you. A missionary is one sent by God. Some of our friends here have answered the call to go to the ends of the earth. Some of us, we need to answer the call to go across the street. To get out of our house. When we drive home from work and we open our garage, instead of going in and shutting the garage behind us and going and just being in our little shell, we actually go talk to our neighbor and ask him or her. Do you know the Lord? Do you go to church? Do you have a community? Have you met Jesus? When was the last time we asked somebody that, just point blank? Do you know Christ? We don't have to go to nations. We do go to nations because God has commanded us to, and we will continue to do it. But we also need to be a presence here. Faith Bible Chapel exists to make a difference here. Not just in the nations. In the nations, yes, but also here. If you moved out of your house, would your neighbors even care? I'm not trying to condemn you. This is a challenge I'm wrestling with too. Would my neighbors even notice if I left? I sure hope they would. For the glory of God, would they see Jesus shining through us? here as we cross streets and cross cross nations to see him exalted so Jesus sends us in John 20 it says peace be with you as the father sent me so I am sending you listen guys the key to all of this is that you listen and obey as our friends in YOM always say listen obey and never give up listen obey and never give up just hit the person next to you say, I'm not going to give up. Just say it. Just knock them. Many of us will, we've lived and we've never experienced the, the true joy in listening and hearing that call and then obeying. I call this making an altar of your life. Like in Romans chapter 12, it says laying down our lives as a living sacrifice. The altar you make becomes the launch pad God will use. Are you ready for that? So there are some of us in this room that need to respond to Jesus to go. To make an altar where we say, Jesus, have your way. Not my way, your way. And so what I want to encourage you to do is this. You know, it's difficult sometimes to say, sure, send me to Saudi Arabia. Send me to South Sudan. But what you can do is say, Jesus, here I am. I'm willing. Use me. So if you are willing to be willing to be that sent one, whether that's to a neighborhood or to a nation far away, I want to encourage you to answer and make a statement this morning by standing up in your seat. If you're ready to say, Jesus, you can use me. I just want you to stand up. Go ahead. Be bold. Be courageous. Some of you are already being used, and it's awesome, but it's time to take it to the next level in faith. Some of you are feeling that tug on your heart to be going to a nation. Don't lose that. Some of you are feeling a tug on your heart to go to your neighbor. Don't lose that. Jesus needs to partner with you. He wants to partner with you. So here's what I want us to do, because there's a lot of us in here. Just extend your hands out. To those missionaries, if you want to cruise around and lay some hands on people around your section, feel free impart some of that of what you have. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Jason. But Jesus, I just want to say thank you so much that before we chose you, you died for us. You took the initiative. And God, these ones now who are standing are taking the initiative to say, choose me, send me. Use me. And Father, I declare that fear, fear of man, doubt would be broken in Jesus' name. That these ones would have the courage to go to their neighborhood or a nation to shine brightly for you, Jesus, because you are worthy. So I pray you'd protect this seed that's being planted now in faith, that it would sprout and bear good fruit that would last in Jesus' name. We thank you for these ones. Protect them, God. Clarify it. Make it known, clear enough for them, for each individual, that what the next step is you want them to take. So we bless you, Jesus, and give glory and honor to you. In Christ's name, amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, check our website at www.faith.church.